This is the WASD and Beyond Podcast. So anyways, Liv Tyler and Steven Tyler definitely fucked, and you guys cannot get me off this subject. This is how we're starting this episode. I quit this podcast. I am done done with your shenanigans myself. What shenanigans are we discussing? Shit-nanigans? Incest. That's the kind of shenanigans that we're discussing. Something that's meant to only stay on Pornhub. I'd like to point right. What do you mean? You told me to stand board I'd like to. Well, it's also on you point, but I'd also like to point out that we did not subscribe to this argument. This was brought up by our glorious man Nick here and him alone, and Matt I and I have been literally not said, willing subjects. I literally said on the last episode, "Stay tuned for next for this Friday's episode." What do you want from me? What you, what happened? Yeah, but you you know what. No. Did not actually do it. We all told you fourteen times. Hey, that shit wasn't cool. Don't do that. And then What's you're like, happened? Hey, "Let's start it off with that." Anyway, well, what's happened. this episode about? What are we doing? I, we're not apparently, talking about we're right? talking about Liv Tyler and Steven Tyler. Yeah, that's just we're, that's that's going to be our our episode today. We're just going to talk about this. He well, looks know, like a leather bag that got ran over by a semi truck and put onto a human neck. You know, while they, drowning they, in a puddle, yes. All right, guys. Well, the good, good going because if they weren't going to sue us for for what was just said previously, they're definitely <laughs> suing us now. They can't sue us for that. I hope, maybe. I don't know. Listen, you could sue me all Blood from a stone, baby. I got rent money, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, you're not getting anything out of me other than just destroying the rest of my life, which I probably got like three and a half weeks left on that. You know? Yeah, you got. I mean. Anyways, welcome to the WASD and Beyond podcast, everybody. I am your host, Nick, always accompanied by the two great friends of mine, Evan and Matthew. Um, I hate you. You do not hate me. Nick, uh, I'm, I'm very Matthew upset that we became friends at such young age that I cannot you. get rid of you now. Yeah, and I here I am in the prime of my life being friends with you, and it's all falling apart. What? So, that's what happens. He just brings that aura. Do you of hear what he's about to say? He's about to go, What happened? Listen, listen, listen. What happened? What I happened? may not be the best choice you guys have, but I am in your lives. And because of my magical Yay, thinking, you're in our no, 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 because of my magical thinking, you guys are still around in my life. It's. Good things. Exactly. Be thankful. I don't even know. You're you're being ungrateful. I don't even know. You know, (laughs) a promise is a lot like a child's pinwheel. Margarine hat. (laughs) I'm heart of a champion, margarine hat. Anyways. Um, Yeah, what are we talking about today, dude? Get to the top. Yeah, so we're doing another uh, Beyond episode because we've been slacking on Beyond episodes. And uh, Evan kept going hey have you seen john wick and i went no and he's like what the fuck is the matter with you 
I basically, I said a lot worse than that, but yeah. You yeah, know. it was a lot worse than that. But I finally, we all sat down in our Discord and watched John Wick together. So that's what this, this week's episode is. We're, we're going to be doing the entire series as it is right now. Because they are doing more, correct? They're doing a fourth. And they're doing a okay. TV show. So it's it's just, it's a TV show? About the Continental Hotels, yeah. It's not related to John. It's just about the, like, I'm going to assume it's going to be about Sharon and uh, Winston and, you know, all them. This is insanity. Like, probably the one in New York or in the one in Rome. Well, we also have the new series, uh, Nobody, to look out for because that's just going to be an exact ripoff of John Wick. I could see it being set in the same universe because they kind of, like, bring it up where he was, like... uh, he was an auditor or something like that, right? For people you yeah. don't want to, yeah, kind of the same sort of vibe of like, I did this kind of dirty job for like a you know group of people that you don't want to know type of deal. And he's also apparently a badass killer. Nowhere near, I think, on the level of John Wick, but I don't think um, anybody is. So it's just a mixture of the accountant with kind of, um, yeah. Ben Affleck, with Ben Affleck, and then John Wick with Keanu Reeves. It's just going to be a fucking baby of those but two. You got, you got seems uh, good. Bob Odenkirk, Saul Goodman, and I really like him. He's a great actor. Yeah, he's, like, he's, great oh, he's incredible with everything that he does. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm excited to see what he does with it. But yeah, we're talking about what the first movie today, right? We're talking, about, yeah, we're talking about the first John Wick today, and I really Classic. do want, oh, dude, I really do want to thank you for really going. Hey, asshole, you need to watch this fucking movie. I, 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 I honestly, I, I, I really think. It was the amount of people saying, "Hey, because you you know you know how it is." Like everyone starts going, "Hey, listen to this band; they're great. Listen, do play this game; it's great. Listen, watch this movie," and you hear it, and it's like, "Yeah, I'm well, you sure." You can turn off to it. I mean, same thing yeah, for me with Game of Thrones. I couldn't right. watch it's it because like, everybody sure was like, "Watch it." Can't be that good. Right, right. But then I watch this movie for the first time with my good friends, literally all my best friends. And it was like one of these these experiences I had where it's like, holy fuck, this is what the movie theater is for. And I really wish oh, yeah. I would have seen this movie and the second one, because we will be talking about the second one. I really wish I would have seen these in theater, because this was an experience. It was badass. From start to finish, this movie is insane. I think we, I think my dad, my brother, and I, we saw uh, the first John Wick at home, and then this was right when John Wick 2 came out and we finished John Wick 1 and we were like, holy fucking shit, this was awesome. We got to go see the second one. I think the next day was a Friday and we went and saw it. <laughs> I just went and saw John Wick 2. We immediately went and saw John Wick 2. And that was one of those that was one of those moments where it was nobody else in the theater. It was like just me, my brother, and my dad. And yep. like we got to the climax of two, which I'm not going to say. But like I've never heard my dad outwardly say any, like he's never spoken out loud in a movie theater at all. And the end of the second one happened and he went, Oh shit! Like out loud, <laughs> he was like, "Oh shit!" And I was that like, was "I've reaction. never heard." Yeah, I've never heard my dad do that. So I was like, "That was awesome." But like, no, it's those movies are definitely better seen in a theater where you got all the people around you watching. They're all just as hyped as you are, you know, going crazy for every kill that John does and that kind of thing. All the cool stunts and and all that kind of stuff. There's so little talking that you don't really have to worry about, you know, that kind of stuff going on. But there is a lot of pivotal. And like very essential plot there. It's not. It is a very badass action film. But the coolest thing is there is they did create this entire lore and world for it, and I appreciate it because it's not stupid. None of it is stupid. It all makes sense, and it's all there for a purpose. And that's why it. That's why this movie works. Not only is the action just amazing, Keanu Reeves can literally do no wrong. Even when he was put in fucking Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, he still did great. Yeah, and that game is a fucking 
dumpster fire. Let's call it a dumpster fire. <laughs> the turd left on a porch. It's Steven Tyler fucking Liv Tyler. Oh and... my fucking god, dude. <laughs> but like, <laughs> have you been listening to a lot of Aerosmith lately or something? Like, why? I just, I tell you what, I just don't want to close my eyes, okay? And I don't <laughs> want to fall asleep. I'm still missing you, baby. But no, <laughs> I hate you so much, dude. John Wick. John Wick is great, and I'm glad I got to experience this movie with my, you know, my my two my hosts first off, but like other of our friends too. It just the entire Discord was like, oh, the entire time, and it was great. Um, so let's kick this episode off like, giving a bit like a brief synopsis, Evan, if you if you would, of what the first John Wick movie is, and then we'll get into like more of like, I'm sure we'll interrupt you a thousand times talking about it. But, like, yeah, let's just... If you haven't seen John Wick, this is what John Wick is. Uh, John Wick is Keanu Reeves playing himself, uh, just under <laughs> a different name. And uh, John Wick was a hitman, like, uh, in, according to the movie, he's referred to as the boogeyman. And, the Bobby uh, Yaga. The Bobby Yaga, which is for, yeah, some, you know, other crap. <laughs> so, this is a stupid nickname. Um, which means you're some stupider. Sure. In Romanian, you'd call the boogeyman, the bow bow. <laughs> so Baba Yaga is better than the bow bow. Okay. I, kinda, I think I'd rather prefer the bow bow. I, I, I think, bow bow. yeah, I kind of, I mean, really? I, I would kind of, if I was no, in that, but... I, I was, if I was in the position of another guy and they were like, the bow bow is coming. I'd bust out laughing. I'd be like, I'm sorry. I, I, I know, like, I know you mean boogeyman, but like, I know you mean boogeyman, but like, I'm cracking up right now. I'm sorry. I can't Can I get a, a large bow bow uh, with yeah. a side of fries, please? And an extra bow bow to go, please. About it. Um, no, anyway, John Wick is a, is a hitman. One of the, one of the best, if not the best assassin that this world that he was in has ever known. But he once had an impossible task that he completed in one night. And for that, he was allowed to leave this life for his, for his wife. He wanted to get out because of a woman he loved. He did so successfully and he got out. And then, uh, as a crazy thing of like karma or whatever you'd like to call it, uh, his wife sadly passed away from illness. I don't know if they ever say that it's cancer, but she died from something that she, it's I, sort I think of it was cancer. Yeah. That that it something was like that. If it wasn't yeah. confirmed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, she she passes away he has a funeral for her, all that kind of stuff and he's at like the he's at his house which is a very nice house i'd like to point out it's very beautiful uh, i wish it was um, my house and uh his wife when she passed had arranged for him to get a puppy so that way he wouldn't have to grieve alone because they have no close friends or or kids or anything like that so she says that in the movie uh, through a note card that he reads out loud or that he reads with her voiceover uh says like yeah i got this for you so that way you wouldn't you would be able to grieve on the loan or whatever and that kind of thing um this is i'd like to point out these movies happen very fast so like yeah. john wick his wife dies a day or the same night for the reception or whatever he gets a puppy uh two days later he goes to get gas for his awesome 1969 mustang and such a he is getting so gas and a whole bunch yeah a whole bunch of russian mafia guys the son of a russian of a russian mobster uh shows up and he's like how much for the car and john's like it's not for sale um and you know and most people in this instance would be like okay cool man that's cool and then you'd leave and you'd go home and you'd go about your day and not even remember the guy russian mobsters apparently don't do that or the sons of them don't 
because uh, this guy broke into his house, uh, took his car, and this is the big important thing. He killed his dog. You don't kill a fucking dog. Well, not only that. You certainly don't kill like John Wicks. Prior, well, well, no. But prior to the break-in, the traditional... Coming from a foreign family, my family does this a lot. Where in public, they'll talk to people, and if they don't hear what they like to hear, they just talk shit about them in their language. This guy's like pretty much like everything's for sale, bitch. And then oh, John yeah. retorts with, "No, this isn't for this isn't for sale, bitch." Yeah. In Russian, back to him, he's like, "Oh, oh what the fuck?" Like it pissed him off. He's like, "How did you That's true. come back at me in my tongue?" Right. So that, right. Like, even well, he didn't expect so, him to know. He figured, you know, he's just some dumb guy with yeah. a really awesome car. And it's like, it, you know. Stupid no. American is what he thought. Stupid American with a fucking nice American car. Yeah. What and, he thought. And then he comes back and speaks Russian. And he goes, oh, oh shit. what the fuck is this? And yeah. It pissed him off further. And that's where we lead to with um, the break-in. John, John's dog is sadly killed. And uh, John, just as a synopsis to kind of like, you know, make sense of it all. Uh, as what you would do when your dog is killed by a Russian mobster, you kill 80 people in response that are all related to this guy. <laughs> if you have that skill set, that's if you have you that do, skill right? set. You, if you, you kill my dog, I'm just going to be really upset, right? right? I don't have the skill set to file go on charges, a rampage. File right? charges, pick them out in a lineup. But like, I'm going on a yeah, rampage. No, no, yeah. If, if, John Wick is... if you have that skill set, you're like, guess I'd kill everyone. All right. Yeah. You all die. You got... Um, <laughs> But in the process of this all happening, we're shown this larger world. A beautiful uh, Aurelio, played by John Leguizamo, who's like a uh, oh. he's a guy. What does he do? What he runs a chop shop. Yeah, he runs a chop shop, and they bring that Mustang there. And the best part about it is he sees the car and he goes, "Where'd you get this fucking car? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I know whose car this is. Whose car is this?" And they say, "I don't know some." Some dumb, you know, American, you know, probably described him, you know, tall, black hair, white, you know, got a beard. And he whatever. knew whose fucking car it was. From he the knew game. whose car it was when he, he wanted the vocal confirmation. He's like, and it was. I, I you can, you can yeah. physically like see his face go like palish, like, oh no, this is yeah. Not get good. this. He, I well, mean, it goes he from like out of my shop. He's like, well, it goes from oh big payday to oh I don't want that payday. You need yeah, to get, get this shit out. out. Of this is way too hot and. I am not in this crossfire. Get it out of my shop. And that's funny because as soon as that happens, we're immediately shown that John goes to Aurelio's shop and asks, you know, where's it at? And then he says, you know, I'm going to need a ride. So he gets an another awesome car. I think it was like an older, like a 1969 uh, Camaro. I think it was or a Camaro. Challenger? Yeah, it was SS Camaro, Camaro Challenger. Something. He got a like he that. got a Camaro. We're not car I think. guys. Yeah, <laughs> no, I th- I'm pretty sure he got a Camaro. Um, and goes to I think after that he goes to the Continental. Where he's kind of like, here's what's going on, and then he goes back home. You know, he talks to Winston. the The Continental is this hit, this hotel for assassins, like so built up, built up in this world. He, it's, it's, you know, everything is spoken in tongue. It's not in a foreign language, but it's all told through. It's just, code. It's all it's code. It's all code. You and know, big um, rules too. He gets John Wick gets ready. The you know he gets on the phone with the you know Russian mobsters uh, or the the kid his his father, and John does not is not much of a talker. Uh, and I think throughout all the movies we've seen so far, every time he's on the phone or someone calls him, he listens for like maybe 10, 30 seconds, and then he just hangs up in the middle of them talking. He doesn't care. Um, the Russian mobster knows 
who John Wick is, which is why when his son is done. When, and when his son comes home and he's like, well, it's just a stupid car. You know, it's just a stupid puppy. He beats like his, this mobster beats his son. And he's like, that wasn't just anybody's car. <laughs> that wasn't just anybody's dog. That was John Wick's dog. And everybody, when they hear that, they go, oh, you made the biggest mistake you'll ever make. Like, Shit that's the last mistake family. you'll ever make. Yeah. Like, um, and then, you know, the rest of the movie is uh, a huge shooter fest and, you know, martial arts of Keanu Reeves. Most of the time, I think he said 90% of the stunts performed in the first movie were him. So yeah. most of the time, so it's, it. it's him. yeah, most of the time it's him goes through killing people in his home, which again is also revealed to us a really cool way after he kills all these dudes in his house. He calls someone and he says, yeah, dinner reservation for, for one at like, you know, midnight. And then a cleanup crew comes in. <laughs> And they can, again, all spoken in code because this world exists and everybody knows what to do when things happen, which I think is really sweet. Um, and you just get revealed to this world through through as it goes and um, kills people in his home. He moves. I think where does he go from there? He goes to uh, the club. He goes to the Continental again and yeah. is told where the club is at. We're revealed to another hitman or and another assassin played by Adrian uh, Pelicki. Uh, who is like kind of, it looks like could be a rival, maybe a former love interest. Honestly, that's kind of the vibe I got from the first movie. Yeah. A little um, bit of a love interest. Maybe he's working for the Russian mob. Uh, mm-hmm. Willem Dafoe is also in it as sort of like John Wick's mentor or partner. Such a good performance by him as well, by the way. Uh, yeah. A lot of good performances in this movie and a lot of cool in, in both one and two, which I know we're not talking about two today, but two also has a lot of good, like not cameos necessarily, but famous people playing like hitmen or assassins and whatnot, um, which I thought was really, really sweet. Like uh, just in both two and three, you get a little bit more of that, but um, one definitely shows the beginning of this world, this lore that was built up over time. And, you know, from the hotel for assassins, how you call for people or when you need something done, who you go to um, everything is paid with a very specific coinage that is not unique to any country. It is unique to this world they live in. Um, guild, yeah yeah so it's really really interesting i don't you wanted me to give a synopsis of this movie i mean there's really not much more to just discuss other than the fact that he goes through a club kills like 50 people uh almost kills uh the director of the movie who plays a cameo in the uh <laughs> in the uh club he's one of the russian guys main gotcha. like, bodyguards um goes through that goes into a church which was as a front for the russian guys burns all of the russian dudes like stash his private stash all of his you know money dirt blackmail all that kind of stuff yeah all that stuff burns it to the ground um gets caught gets saved by willem dafoe again i think at this point um because adrian palicki also tried to kill john in content in the continental hotel which uh for those who don't know there are two rules in this world you do not conduct business on continental grounds and um, number two is for the second movie. doesn't matter. Uh, but that's if you make that, a deal. Yeah. You, yeah. If you make a deal, you honor it. Yeah. If you make a deal, you we'll honor get into it. more. Uh, um, but one definitely that's the first rule that's implied is like any business, meaning killing someone is not allowed on continental grounds at all. You can't do it. If you do it, it there's, it seems to be, there's different rules for each continental, but for the one in New York uh, run by Winston, who's played by Ian McShane, his rule is you're excommunicated so or excommunicado so you're yeah, no you don't get any services from the continental you're basically your life is forfeit anybody can kill you whenever they want uh, you also 
it seems like depending on who you are, if you're just like some low level shithead, you're taken out right away. Excommunicado means you're you're done. you lose everything and you lose your fucking life. Yeah. It looks for like higher level people like John Wick or, or another high level assassin. Depending on who you are, you might get a bit more of a leeway um, yeah. based off of, I'm sure, how much work you've done for well, how others much, in the past. How much Winston actually invests into you, right? Because, like, from what immediately when John meets Winston, they're seen as old friends. Like, yeah, there's exactly, a relationship. Yeah, there. he's his boss to a degree, but there's, it's more than that. It's like, I have watched you become the boogeyman you are not just john wick and like he explains like you don't just get to lead this life it doesn't happen like that and i wish it could for you like he literally is like i wish for you you did not have to be back here right definitely yeah no absolutely which Um, i can guarantee he would not be saying that to any other of the assassins at least most of them 99.9 percent. john wick is in the one percent of them where he's like i wish i didn't have to see your face john is the one percent of them um, <laughs> yes so you got he's gone you know from killing you know finding the the son in the club to uh, all the while he's being talked to uh through either a phone call or at this point where uh my synopsis ended off that was uh before we kind of went on that tangent Sorry. he was no, you're fine he was in the uh the church he burned all of the russian mobsters stash private stash and whatnot and while he's there he gets uh knocked out and um taken hostage by the russian guy russian guy basically says you know kill him he's saved again by willem dafoe um and john stops the russian mobster right before he leaves after killing his driver and literally says you know you're gonna tell me where your son's at and the russian guy goes if i tell you will you leave me alone and dude in an instant gives up his son just like that and because it's either you and your son die or just your son die and that's right. not a very easy thing, but like your son's going to die either way. Do you have to? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what he, tra- that's what he rationalizes it with. He's revealed, you know, he tells him where he's at and the safe house that he was in is no longer safe because Willem Dafoe supports uh, Keanu Reeves as he, you know, just runs through this whole little like safe house of, get- of bad guys, taking them out one by one. Best thing again, uh, John shoots him in the gut and, uh, just before the Russian guy dies, he says he, in mid sentence, he's cut off with another bullet, but he's about to say it was just a fucking puppy. And yep. then John yep. immediately blows his head off and just leaves. And I think in doing that as well, while he's doing that, he's again, um, no, 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 I'm sorry. I was going off. I was thinking of something completely different from the second movie. I got distracted. Uh, he does that. They leave, but because Willem Dafoe helped John, who was originally on the side of the Russians, he was paid. The Russian guy paid Willem Dafoe to hunt down John Wick. And Willem Dafoe never did that. Not once. Never even tried to take a shot. He helped him. Yeah. Cause they've been friends and that's what's alluded to is they were close. So like maybe there was a falling out there. Which is, life's funeral. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. So like they have respect for each other, which is a common thing through all these movies is that even if assassins don't like each other or they've had to kill each other or try to kill each other, they always they still show respect if they know who you yeah, are. Absolutely, they definitely show that respect. Yeah, it's um, just business, right? Exactly. Uh, and because of this, the Russian dude finds Willem Dafoe and kills Willem Dafoe. Not until Willem Dafoe says, "I go out on my own terms," and shoots like two or three of the Russian dude's <laughs> guys again. So good. Which yeah, he doesn't go down without a fight. 
And because of that, John says, you know, you killed my, you killed my wife's dead. Your son killed the puppy she gave me. And now you just killed my mentor slash partner. You're dead. And that's what happens. Yeah. You, you could have left it there and you didn't. You could have left it there. You didn't. And now you're dealing with John again, John and so many great ways takes them all down while driving best part oh of it God, too such a you know hit some guy with his car as the dude's rolling over the top of the car he shoots through the sunroof or whatever <laughs> yes. you know takes him down as he's moving awesome and then they have a little knife fight in the rain and john of course he uh, comes out uh, he comes out victorious and he goes home with a new puppy he finds a new puppy and, and takes him home who and, is uh, fucking adorable oh, also so such a cute dog I have left one thing out. I apologize uh, because Adrian Palicki, her, her uh, character tried to kill John wick in the continental uh, and then actually did kill someone else in the continental uh, who was holding her until they could, you know, get to her or whatever, like until the, you know, continental guys or whatever could come deal with her. Yeah. Uh, she killed him to escape, which she didn't. She was called to somewhere in New York. I think it was like central park and she's called to in central park and six guys step out and Winston says, you know, you're excommunicado and she's shot and killed. Uh, it was the doorman too. He was there. Yeah. Yeah. It was Sharon picked her up. Sharon picked Sharon, her up. Yeah. So Sharon is a, that's why I like that character. Cause at first you meet Sharon, like, oh, he's just the door guy. He, but he know he's very important. Cause obviously he knows all the lingo. He, he's is, like Winston's number two. He's, that's he's, right. he's, he's, he's like him two. and Winston obviously are good friends, but like, it's just like, okay, maybe he was a hitman at one point. Now it's like, Hey, I still need to work. Could you put me somewhere? I don't want to leave the life fully, but I don't want to kill. But I, I will. I have to. And and I to enforce rules. That's the beautiful thing about all these movies, and especially one, because it sets up that, like, a lot of movies, obviously, in their span of their two hours or whatever, uh, or hour 45, two and a half hours, whatever, they have to do world building if you're building a, a new space. You know, if it's a yeah. previous series or something, something that we know about, like Godzilla, for instance, like you don't have to do so much as much world building, right? You know, you know, you know why you're going there. But if you saw just the teaser for a trailer for John Wick, you know that Keanu Reeves is an assassin who has to hunt people down, but you don't know anything about the rest of the world. So how does this all work, right? You got the Continental, you got assassins in their guild and how currency works. You know, everything is paid within a certain coinage. You have terms that are used specifically to mean certain things. Dinner reservations for 12 means come and clean up bodies. Uh, you yeah. know, and all those other little things that you see through one and then two and three, you get a little bit of a wider view of the world and how this works. There's this entity called the high table, you know, these people who come up with the rules for the world. Yeah. Um, and that's what's so impressive about it is that a lot of people probably were like, oh, it's going to be some really cool action movie with Keanu Reeves where he does a lot of his own stunts, whatever. It's so much but fun. I don't think anybody expected it to be as good of a story as it was. You know, they're... No incredible in terms of like the the dialogue is obviously not something that you're going crazy for because the dialogue's cool because it's kind of old timey in the sense of how they you know use their terms but like there's not that much dialogue throughout a lot of the movies there's very little talking there's a lot more shooting and uh martial arts and stuff like that which of course is a big part of it in the sense that one has a lot of really good gunfights two's got a decent amount of gunfights and a decent amount of hand-to-hand combat as well along with it and then three just says Dude, we got forty million dollars extra for our budget. We're going balls to the wall with this thing, and then they <laughs> do, they and do. it yeah, and it goes. It's awesome. Like they so pull it off so well. Let's reflect on these budgets because you actually know the numbers. I went to yeah when we were watching. I think it was the first. Or we, we finished the first one, and I went to all the uh, 
I went to the Wikipedia's for the budgets and whatnot. So John Wick One had a budget of around I think twenty to thirty million, which isn't which a is, lot for a movie that big. That's not no, that's not, not a lot. They definitely made a huge profit off of that, but that's still enough to like oh you know definitely. fulfill what sort what you need to do right. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So John Wick One, just to confirm, yeah, budget was between twenty and thirty million. Uh, John Wick Chapter Two had a budget of forty million. And John Wick Chapter 3 had a budget of 75. Now let's talk about the revenue these movies brought in. John Wick 1, at a budget of 20 to 30 million, got 86 million at the box office. Insanity. John Wick 2. 50 million. Yeah. John Wick 2 had a budget of 40 million, had a box office return of 171.5 million. Ridiculous. Here's where we get to the fun stuff. The the budget for John Wick 3, again, 75 million. Box office, $326.7 million. So not only are they making these badass movies, they're getting their profits back. Oh, and they're going, their profits, Pe- yeah. Well, yeah. But people, they're like, people want these movies. Let's yeah. keep it going. Let's make comics, because there are John Wick comics now, too. Yeah. There's so, the John Wick video game. Yeah, the comics are pretty the cool. The video game is, is like a hex game, or like that's what it's called, is John Wick hex, but it's it's like a yeah. turn-based thing. So you're given a stretch of like, say, a little tiny street with three bad guys, and then you as a player have to click certain hexes in the like as his movement on how you want him to proceed through the level. So it's not like you get to be John Wick and you're moving around in first person. It's like you click on little spots where you want him to try to go and you kind of work through it to see if he can complete it, you know, this way or that way. And then you just click play and you watch him do what you set him out to do. Which is still pretty cool. It's it's neat. Definitely. It's not like a, you know, like dishonored or something like that though, where it's all first person and you're doing everything yourself. Um, but still like, yeah, they've gone from just making one really good movie to two really good movies to then, yeah, making comics, making a video game. They have a, if I'm not mistaken, they do have some sort of, uh, TV show that's on the way here. They also have chapter four for John Wick set for May, 2022, and then an untitled fifth film to follow that. Jesus. Fucking Christ. That's, oh, the, that, yeah. <laughs> that, that's the thing is that everybody that I know who's liked these movies or have watched these movies are always excited. Like for another one, they're always, you know, like you guys obviously are like, yeah, let's do another. And the nice thing is too, is that the directors and Keanu Reeves and all the guys who work on it, like Ian McShane, Lance Reddick, uh, uh, they're all like, if people like it, we'll do it. They're not going to hide the fact that like, yeah, it makes us money, but it's also, yeah. we like doing them and people like them. So why not? Let's keep going. What's the another point another yeah. major thing I think that helps with the revenue of these movies is that it's not, it has it definitely veered away from the traditional, what Hollywood has been doing in terms of their action films where, you know, a lot of super quick cuts and really shaky cam yeah. and all of this stuff, right? These are, long as fuck one takes and shit like that yeah and it is a good majority of it as you were saying evan is keanu reeves right Mm -hmm. if you've watched if if you look up any of the training that keanu reeves has done you're just like oh this man actually is john wick like this guy expert marksman he went to terror oh he uh, is now oh yeah Aaron tactical training he goes you can find videos on youtube of him running through like a little course and they time him and every time he like i remember watching one where he did it and they were like 26 seconds and the funniest thing was that all the people behind him are like yeah awesome like good job and he's like yeah it could have been better and then he yeah, like talks about like time. one one crappy reload that he did or a way he like turned a certain way where he could he knows better. the weapons 
That's you, the thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, all of it is super accurate. If you and go you know, back and watch yeah. these movies in details, like you, it'll be here's a pistol with fifteen plus one in the chamber, right? Yeah, and then he will shoot exactly sixteen, 16 shots. Rounds, yeah, and then he'll go. I have to reload, and then you see him physically reload, and then shoot more until that is done, and then he has to reload. It's yeah. very methodical how it's they, thought they out. They count and the that's shots. That's what I look yeah. for. Yeah, they count films. the shots. I love right, because nothing is worse than when someone has a pistol and it's like a forty-five ACP with like eight rounds in your magazine, and they shoot off seventeen shots, and then you see yeah. them reload. Like no 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 that yeah, doesn't that's that not how that works. No, this man will literally like choke you out as he's reloading because he ran out of bullets. That's the well, funniest that's like, thing is when he's holding someone down. Yeah. You see this more in the second one than you do the first, but there's so many moments where he literally gets into a fist fight, like gun foo fight with somebody, and he's holding them with his ankles, and they watch him drop pop a mag out, put another <laughs> mag in, and shoot him. It's like, can you imagine? You're not only realizing you're gonna die, but you have to sit there between this dude's leg legs and watch him reload. I'd be scared. I feel like, dude, just get it over with. I'm done. Oh, <laughs> There's nothing I can do. Saying. Like, when I watch these films, I know Keanu, because like, I, I already know a good amount, not a good amount about Keanu, but I know he's an expert marksman. Yeah. And he's an expert driver. Like, Keanu has his own... Uh, he's got his own... He's racing. a no, motorcycle. He, he yeah. makes motorcycles. So he knows what... He knows vehicles. But, like, when it comes to the guns... I, wa I watch Keanu. I'm watching him do all the shit he knows how to do. And like Matt was saying, you got fucking 15 plus six, one in the chamber. In my head, I'm going one, two, three, four. Yeah, you're watching. 15, 16's done, and he throws the gun or he reloads it. Depending on if he's got a magazine extra for it. Yeah, he, if he right. doesn't have a magazine extra, he uses the he gun as a weapon. It and the gun is a weapon and and yeah, like yeah. cold steel at that point, he just throws at somebody, hits them, fucks them up, takes their weapon, and now he has sixteen more. Yeah, like, it's it, and it's accurate. It's all accurate. Like the movie is really good, also at being violent, but not ultra violent. Oh, realistic violent. I mean, one, it's, it's one is one is not that bad. Two is kind of getting there, but you haven't seen three there. yet, and three goes. Three. Oh, three. Three. Watching, the by the way, we are watching three tonight as an entire Discord. We're watching it tonight. Three, um, three is like, yeah, you wanted to see brutality. Let's show you brutality. And yeah, it, you'll it delivers. Yeah, yeah it, it delivers. It's, it's cool at the I, same time. It's, it's not enough for people who aren't into it to walk away. It's all, it, it, it's, it's just, it's a good time. Even with the gore that does happen, it's like, Oh my god, that's that's fantastic. And that's the thing. I think yeah. I think I see what you're saying too, where the gore isn't like he, you know, shoots someone in the chest with a shotgun and there's a lingering shot on this dude's like open chest, right? He's there's none of that. And shit. Like, yeah, like there's yeah. there's none of that. It's it, and that's because I think just like John, the camera follows him in a sense where it's like, sure, he might have just used a you know 12 gauge shotgun on this dude at point blank range in the chest, but you're he's not sitting there to look at what he did because John's an assassin. He doesn't care about the dude he just killed. And that's the thing. That's what made him so good is that, and I was watching a everything great about John Wick two or three today. And what one of what the cinema wins guy says is You're the thing. John isn't the fastest assassin. He's not the best shooter. He's not the best, this, that, or the other. And the movies do kind of show that at least with like with two, Boy, he's hey. definitely yeah, with two, he's definitely seen as an equal to uh, Common. 
and or yeah, common sense is equal to him. Three, you'll see in, uh, in a little bit how that kind of is. But that's the beautiful thing about these is that John's just the best killer. He kills people yeah. better than anybody else, whether it's with a pencil or with a, with, with a gun or, uh, you know, a knife, axe, you know, a pillow, Jesus, uh, you know, a stuffed animal. It doesn't matter. John can kick your ass with anything he's given. You will and die. That, if he that's comes what makes us. him so good. Yeah. Like yeah. that's what, that's what makes him so different from everybody else. It's like a lot of people. Yeah. And that's the cool thing too, is a lot of the people you see in the first, second and third movies who are rivals of him, they have the utmost respect for him, which makes it even better. There's not just this one person who's like, yeah, I hate him. And you know, he's the worst type of person. It's like these we people look it. at him and they go, Oh my God, it's John wick. You know, <laughs> like the entire army we have. Yeah. <laughs> like get, get everybody we got. But also while you're doing that, I'm going to tell him how much of a fan I am. Okay. Yeah. Like that's the cool thing is so far, both mafias, because that is something I want to touch on. I do like, and I'm not going to get too into it. I'm not giving personal bullshit of my life out, but I do like the concept of both of these mafias that are shown. The Russian and the continental, the Italian mafia in the second. Yes. Movie, yeah. So by the way, spoiler, we didn't do that, but this is a spoiler filled episode 36 minutes in. Um, I like that though. I, I do like that. It is like, Hey, the mafia even adheres to the Continentals' rules. Yeah. Like, that's impressive. It is so fuck Like, it's concrete. There's nothing here or there about it. It's, this is how these rules work. Abide by them. Or fucking, you do not work with us. Yeah. And well, that's what I like. In the second movie, which is not, this isn't so much of a spoiler and I'm not going to go further into it, but it is shown like there's mention of something called the high table, which is uh, like this, this yes. overarching group that, that makes the rules up for how this world works. And they have the final say on who lives and who dies, depending on what the crime or, you know, severity of what they did is. Um, and they kind of run everything. So you have chop shops, you have, you know, uh, black market dealers, Clean you have, you have cleanup crews, you have the Continental, you have yep. all the mafias and, and mobsters that work in within this area. All you one have, umbrella, though. Yeah, and you have like the Bowery King and his guys in two, right? But they all have to adhere to the high table. And that's the thing, too, is you can't go around, you can't go under the table. So as soon as you do that, you have hell to pay. And like that's the beautiful thing about them is that this whole world has been built from just three movies but there's so much you can dive into you can dive we don't know anybody who's in the high table you know no. we don't know anybody who's in it we know that, that there's more than one continental there's a lot of uh, it looks like there's hotels around the world that are like that. italy yeah. america it, or new york right now it, new york and italy is what i know yeah um and there there's a couple there's one more that i think we see and there's actually another whole another crew of people that we see in the third movie too so like um the thing is, is that it's not easy to just build an original place like that. But it seems like when I've seen them and as we've been watching them this past week, it looks like they just did it with so much ease. Like they just knew where they were going from this. Oh, it's insane. Like right from the beginning. It's beautiful. It's gunplay and all the fight scenes are awesome. Like you said, like Matt said or whatever, the round counting, such a sweet thing. Cause yeah, as a person who, as people who play shooters all the time, we're really like we're aware of our gunshots we're aware of you know yes. <laughs> when we're playing like siege or something like that 
you, it might not be you're looking at the counter, but you're definitely listening to certain audio. You know how many rounds you popped. Yeah. Yeah, you're listening to how much you got left. Especially there are certain games as well, like CSGO, whereas you get to the end of an AK mag, it definitely you hear the shots start to make a bit more of a certain ping. So you kind of recognize that you're running low on ammo. Like those kinds of things. So you're obviously as gamers, we're aware of when things like that are happening. So for like you said, movies where you see a guy with like a nineteen eleven, like a forty five ACP, or like a six shot, you know, forty four Magnum to hear eight shots fired and then to see him pop it out and then reload. It's like, come on, man. We know, <laughs> we know this is <laughs> shenanigans. I'm calling yeah, shenanigans. I'm calling crap on this. So yeah, I think the movies do a great job of staying realistic, but also being exceptionally brutal with it. All right. So what are some of your favorite move uh, moments from this movie? From the first one, from the first one, right. I'm going to uh, stay with well, one. I like you guys talked about earlier. I love all of like the lingo. Yeah. Um, here's a scene that I wanted to touch on. You sort of brought it up and it's a little bit of like lingo that like you don't catch it the first time around. You have to you 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 watch it two or three times and then you catch on. Right. Right. It's when he shows up to the Russian club. Um, Like halfway through the movie and he puts the gun up to the guard's neck and everything and he's like hey how you doing frank it's been a while type of he's like oh mr wick so good to see you blah 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 and he's like have you lost any weight and he's like yeah i've lost 65 pounds oh good for you why don't you go home yeah that's actually code he's he's asking him how many people are in there he goes there's 65 people in there yeah right and then like you don't catch that at first you're just like oh they're old friends you know he's just being nice i'm not gonna kill this guy he's just doing his job no he's like how many fucking people are in there or you're going to die? He's like, dude, there's 65. He goes, all right, cool. Get the fuck out of here before yeah, I make it 66. The great, <laughs> right. the great thing is he says, yeah, why don't you, why don't you stop working? And he immediately pulls his earpiece out. He's like, I'm yes. out. Yeah, no, he, he literally, he turns to him and he's like, he's like, thank you, Mr. Wick. And then he just goes and it's like, yeah. that's exactly what you do. And yeah, call you yeah. You don't yeah. like run or you don't tell anybody. You just leave. You go, yeah. you go do something else. Yeah, no, that's, I actually, to be completely honest, I didn't know that. I didn't catch that whole, like, yeah, how much, have you lost any weight? And he says that I never even realized that. So thank you for telling me that. Because I, I, I realized it because like, like you said, you know, yeah, yeah. You I, I realized, I, like I said, I didn't realize it. I watched the movie like two times. And then um, like you were saying, you were watching like some videos on YouTube. It's like, oh, everything that's cool about her stuff that you missed. Yeah. And then they, that came up and I'm like, no fucking way. And then I watched it a third time. And then you see all these little lingos of them, like, yeah, giving information. And it's like, oh, oh, yeah. this makes <laughs> so much more sense yeah. in the context. Yeah. Uh, but also, Nick, I honestly like, other than all of like the cool action, which there's a fuck ton of, yes. I really do love all of the different lingo that they all have, right? Like the cop showing up at his house. You working again, John? Yeah. Like, oh, I'm just. You, cleaning up some stuff he's like okay he's a dead body in his home too and he does nothing about it all right yeah oh yeah or i think it's in the second one right it's like we're not going to go too much into it but there's yeah my bad yeah but it's the same scenario right like there's a big fire and the cop is just like gas leak and he's like yeah Yeah. gas leak and it's just like that's the story that we're going with all right cool unspoken rules like okay gotcha. or i think I don't know if this is from the first or the second movie, but it still falls in the same lining where um, he's getting a, a new suit and everything. And so, they're yeah. talking about, okay, yeah. it's in the second yeah. movie, but um, like I said, I mean, there's still more examples of it in the first. I just 
watched the second yeah. one more recently yeah, watched, than the first yeah. one. Yeah, we watched um, it yesterday, two days ago. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, like he's getting his suit lining, and he's getting his new suit and everything, and they're explaining everything. And they're like, and you know, what kind of occasion? He's like, oh, it's formal, blah blah blah. Like, here's how it looks. Yeah. Here's my measurements. And they're like, and and the 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 lining. He's like tactical. It's like, all right, <laughs> this shit is bulletproof. I got yes. you. Yeah, it's not <laughs> casual. It's tactical at this point. Which right. Is the, the coolest thing about that suit too is like, again, it's another one of those things where it's like in the real world, no, it's not going to stop every bullet, but like. That's the great thing about it is that he goes zero penetration and you see that. And the funny thing is, is that, you know, whenever he gets shot in that suit, the best thing is he hits the suit and all the casings fall out. I love yeah, it. Like, it's just this little touch. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a little touch where he does that. I love it. But um, I was going to ask Nick, what's your favorite part from the first movie? Yeah. So from the get, and again, I'm not going to get too much into my personal life, but the lingo is something that really stuck with me and like a lot of how it works stuck with me. Um, it's realistic. A lot of how they speak is realistic. A lot of the, for instance, Aurelio's shot. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's as far as I'm going to get with my fucking life, but Aurelio's shop is realistic to a T that's, that, that's how it is. Right. If it's under a family, that's how it looks. That's how it's done. That's how Aurelio would act. That is important. I literally was messaging Evan plenty of times during the movie going, this is legitimate. Yeah. This is how, how this would happen. Um, and that made the difference for me. Watching this play out the way I personally think it would play out. Not with John Wick. I'm not saying I would tell anybody like John Wick. Yeah. But for like certain situations, I was like, dude, that's that's legitimate. That's how this would go. That's insane. So as a, as a whole, I liked the realism of the film. There's a lot of things that's like, ah, no way. But when it comes to the fucking fundamentals, I'm like, that's insane that they did this. Right. Insane. Definitely. My favorite scene, though, is with... Uh, the, the who is what's his name the the head the head russian uh, father the father yeah you can just refer to him i'll look real quick i'll yeah, find so, it so, so the father of the son who kills john wick's uh dog and steals his car he is literally like you stupid fuck i cannot believe you did this like out of vigo. all the people vigo. vigo so vigo vigo okay so vigo mm-hmm. is like you are a fucking moron out of everybody you could have fucking done this to, you did it to him. Right. You literally woke the boogeyman up. Yeah. Literally, you woke him up. When he punches him in the solar plex, and <laughs> his son almost vomits, that was insane. And to hear him talk about the pencil, he's like, I, with a fucking pencil. Yeah. The fucking pencil. Who the fuck does that? Who yeah. the fuck does that? Yeah. I was like, oh my god, this like because like at first, like you know, John Wick, John Wick, cool, you can kill people. But then you hear this Russian, the head of the Russian mafia, pretty much in New York, going, he's three people with a fucking pencil. Yeah, the the scared sound of him like yeah. explaining it to but his then, son. like dude's number two assistant is like, Yeah, I know the story. He's like, but who the fuck does that? Yeah, well, like, yeah. He's like, oh my god, my son is dead. He knew his son was marked for death. Oh yeah. yeah, that's why he he like tried to call like, hey, can we like blow this over? Click, 
And he's like, fuck, fuck I, I guess I have to try to... He knew he wasn't going to win. He knew it was going to end up with him dying. From the get, Vigo knows. I'm going to die. My son's going to die. I might as well try to fucking play chess with him. And that's why it was such a big thing. I was like, this is an insane scene. He knows he's going to die. He knows his son's going to fucking die. But he still knows he has to, for honor and respect, keep going. He had to play the game. Adding on to that, um, speaking on the topic of Vigo, um, the cool thing is another one of those things that I saw as I was watching YouTube videos about it is that you never see, and it's even given to you as an like a thing that would is to prove it. Vigo never drinks anything that isn't alcoholic in the entire movie. He's always drinking vodka or bourbon or whiskey or something. He's always drinking alcohol to the point where he goes to Willem Dafoe's house. I can't remember Willem Dafoe's name. Actually, I don't know why I can't. I have it right here. Um, Marcus. He goes to Willem Dafoe's character later on in the episode too. He goes, he goes to Marcus's house and Marcus is making like uh, carrot juice and something else. Like he's, you know, blending something or using a juicer and making something. And, he gives him a glass of carrot juice and uh, Vigo like lifts it to his lips and he smells it and he just puts it back down on the table. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, have it. And you, so you see him through the entire movie. He drinks this, you know, and you can actually, uh, some other people, I don't remember the names of their websites right now, but they, uh, they go further into detail of like, well, he's drinking this right now, which is, you know, related to this. Like they go into like the actual alcohol he's drinking anyway, you know? Um, yeah. The point where then when you know John goes, you're gonna give me where your son's at, and he goes, all right, I'll give him to you if you don't come after me, and he goes, deal. He gives up his son, goes home, lights up a joint, gets high, cause he's like, I just signed my son's death warrant. My son is gonna be dead when I wake up, and he does that, and then on the way, you know, home or on the not on the way home, but on the way to his escape in his helicopter, he's drunk. He's drunk as hell. He's drunk. He's smoking a cigarette. Yeah, he's drunk and high. He's smoking a cigarette. Like, this looks so good. By the way, in those in these movies, they look so. And I quit smoking seven months ago, but those cigarettes in this movie look so fucking. I'm so sorry, but they look so good. It was it was just funny because it was watching him like when we were watching it together. I was like, oh yeah, he doesn't drink any water. He doesn't like. Obviously, there are hours and days that go in between, but like you never see this guy drink anything else. Like he's bloodstream always... is vodka. Yeah, he's always getting like he's drinking a bourbon or he's drinking whiskey, vodka. Yeah, yeah. It, it always changes, but like it's the funny little things that they have set up with that. Um, my favorite scene uh, is probably that introduction to Sharon and Winston in the Continental itself, mm-hmm. where you know John pulls up to you know the Continental. They take his car, they take his uh, bags and stuff like that, or whatever. He goes up to Sharon, the doorman or the the concierge, and he's just like, yeah, room for one is the manager in. And Sharon looks at him and gives him this look, and he goes, the manager is always in. Yeah. yeah. Would you like me to announce your arrival? And he's like, yes. He goes down to the club, which is a very, like, speakeasy style, like 1920s or 30s style. It's really cool. Jazz singers are, yeah, it's like a live jazz act and stuff like that. People are drinking. There's a bar, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, he meets Winston. They talk for a little bit. Winston's classic, you know, very classic guy. The The beautiful thing about the Continental and the other areas in the in the story in the world itself is that they have this very old timey look to it. Right. Like the um, in the second movie, for instance, a lot of the um, the operators. Right. Like all wear uniforms. 
They all have a very old age system of doing things just like the continental. There's not a lot of high tech screens and stuff like that. Everybody uses like yeah. a landline it's phone. It's all burner yeah. phones. Yeah. Well, they don't even use cell phones. They use landline phones. Like well, they, when they're out in the field, they, they, they're burners. Yeah. 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 Um, and they do all that kind of stuff. And the, the beautiful thing with that is that it's the people are modern. They look modern. They've got crazy tattoos. They've got very, you know, they got piercings. They got certain styles and stuff like that. They look like they would in the normal world. They look like they'd fit right now. Right. But in this continental and this, you know, this whole secret assassin world, they all live in. Everything is old. Every, all the phones, you know, all the way people talk in code, all that kind of stuff is all old. So like when I was first watching the movie and again, watching it with you guys the other day, that was the coolest thing to me was seeing them, you know, the introduction into the continental and what it is. It was like, yeah. Oh shit, this is how this world works. Rules. Yeah. It's old school. It works better for them in a world that is increasingly modern where everything is tracked. And that's not really oh, yeah. touched on in the movies. Like that's not, that's never it's a concern. Totally implied though. Yeah. It's never a concern for any of them though. They don't care. I mean, uh, second movie is very quite obvious with that. I mean, I'm not going to get into detail, but like the second movie, there's a lot more of a public fight, you know, happening and nobody bats an eye. Like it's not even shocking to them. Continental they don't look at the world is what That's, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to see it yet, but like, that's like one of my favorite things is how they do that in the first movie where we're introduced to the continental. That's definitely my favorite scene. And just another topic I wanted to touch on real quick. I love the use of color in the first movie. Like, yeah. I think I shared that with you guys where every time there's like blue and green light around John wick, it's to show that he's winning. It's to show that he is, whether it's in the club or wherever, if there's blue and green light, and that's a common thing throughout all of the movies when there's blue and green light, John's got the upper hand. And whenever the, especially in the first movie, when then whenever his enemies are kind of winning or there's more than him or he's down and out type of deal, there's red and yellow lights that are going on. And then right. when there's a kind of like they're on middle ground, they're essentially even all the colors are showing, you know, you got, you know, red, green, blue, yellow, all that kind of stuff. So like, I like the use of color, especially to the point where it's so obvious in the first movie, a bad guy walks from his red light that's shining on him over to blue light and then is immediately killed. Like just the simple way you can look at it as just one thing or another. But if you're really paying attention to the films, you go and notice that color is definitely very used in this type of uh, scenario explaining these types of things. I really love it. Right. But yeah, my favorite scene is being introduced to the Continental for the first time. Nice. nice. Definitely one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. Something. Go ahead. Oh, what? No, go ahead. Oh, <laughs> sorry, dude. Um, Something I did definitely want to talk about though is is marcus willem yeah. defoe's character um it's not explained really if he is or was john wick's mentor but i i think he was the way willem defoe cares about and willem defoe's character rather cares about and for john wick that's definitely like a teacher type thing that's something i was the one who introduced him i was the one who showed him the ropes because you could tell Willem Dafoe's fucking, like, assassin style and John Wick's are very similar. They're very similar. And Willem Dafoe died, his, Marcus died because Marcus allowed himself to die at that point. He knew he was in an impossible situation. He's like, you know what, fine. At this point, I'm not going to fight it. I could probably get out, but I'm not going to. I'll let John continue this fight. 
because yeah. it happens. And you if think that might have been sorry, go ahead. Self sacrifice, I think, for yeah. John. I was gonna say you think that he knew that if he died at the hands of Vigo, that John would come after Vigo. Oh you yeah. Think, you think he, he let himself die that way because it would work better? It, John would then have a reason to finish him off. Mm-hmm. I think he knew Probably. regardless John was going to come after Vigo, but this is just like the fuel that really lit fire under John's ass too. Like, you know what? He has to go to the first, the first movie is definitely that love, right? It's his love for his wife. And by extension, what his wife got him that he then lost. And then I think, yeah, like you said, it's, he already had that sort of attitude. So when Marcus dies, who was his mentor or partner or whatever, it's another one of those things where it's like, you, your son killed my puppy and took my fucking car. And now you killed my partner. Like taking my whole want. Like, you don't understand what you're doing. Like you don't know that you're causing your own, you're signing your own death warrant. I mean, you practically already did and you got lucky to get away with it the first time, but now you've just ruined it for yourself. Right. He was. Yeah. Well, like the thing is like, you know, John didn't want to come back. Right. But your son brought him back. Which at that point, you think that he would do anything to keep John out after he got him out. Well, it's old code as well. It's, yeah, I let you kill my son, but you still killed my son. Now I have to try to kill you. Right. It's still old code. It's, it's just how who it is. is. Who does he look like as a as a mob boss, right? If right. if he just gives his son up That's immediately. Because he would have been you know? killed anyway by the Russian mafia. They would have been like, right. you're weak. We don't right. want you're, you. Yeah. Right, like, oh, it's, you know, they're going to have that same thing. Like, yeah, but he's one man. Like, you know, throw 100 guys so at Vigo, him. Exactly. Vigo knew he was dead anyways. Regardless. Right. You let John Wick live? Okay, well, now you're A, laughing stock of that mafia, and B, you're weak to them. So what use are you to them now? They are going to kill you. Probably, honestly, in a worse way that John, than John did or would have. Yeah. Or just let John kill you. And he's like, fuck it, I'll just take someone else from John before I go. Yeah, well. What happens? So, yeah, that's, I, that's what I want to touch on to Marcus crazy dude uh, i love all the movies but like yeah the first one definitely sets it up but i think i gotta say i honestly love two and three more just because of the fights like the oh gun yeah fight, so the action three, man. is oh, my God. amped up like fucking hell man i like, will you, say i'm getting very anxious to watch three and uh i, I know our know. lovely viewers are liking this episode hopefully but i want to watch three <laughs> so we're about to go watch three yeah so are yeah. you guys good on john wick I'm happy, yes. man. Um, I'm happy. I, I just once again, I once again just want to point out that like ninety percent of everything that you saw between all of the gunfights, all of the stunts, all of the driving, almost all of that was Keanu Reeves. So please do not kill his dog. You will pay for it, right? Yeah. Oh, John, he Keanu. is one. One last thing, real quick, before we go. I do love the the constant theme of like that is the boogeyman, and that every bad guy that you ever see is like I don't want to fuck with that. Yeah. Whatever right. it's so that legacy. Like, God damn it. Yeah. I'm not here for it. Please don't. Like in the second one, uh not going into too much detail, but again, that's that same thing when he sees common or common sees him. It's that unspoken code. And then it's also that same thing of consider this a professional courtesy. Exactly. Like, yeah, and I cannot that, wait. It's that respect. It's that, you know, like I get it, but I still gotta fight you, that kind of thing. I love it, dude. I can't wait for us to dive deeper because episode two of John Wick 
part two will be coming out soon because we are watching the movies back to back to back. So yeah, basically, yeah, expect that soon. Yes. Um, and I cannot wait. So neither can I. With that being said, uh, let's go watch let's John go watch Wick. Uh, kill some fucking people. How about yeah, that? Really. So as always, everybody, all of our good friends. Thank you for joining another WASD and Beyond podcast. Um, you can please, please follow our good friends. Uh, let's start out with What the Famicom, the Loser Podcast, all of the awesome shows on the Boss Rush Network, which they just added more. I think it was the EXP cast and the Castle Crew just joined, nice. which awesome cats. Uh, they added the Yo Loaders to the to the uh, ever expanding Boss Rush Network, which is awesome. Shout out to the Yo Loaders. Oh, really? I did not know that. Good yeah. Know. So That's Kyle awesome. and Mandy, welcome to the family. Uh, you could check out Tower Casuals. You could check out Arsenal X, Crossroads, uh, which is a PlayStation show. Uh, the Boss Rush podcast. Who else? Nintendo Pow Block. Uh, another Zelda podcast. There's so many. So. Be sure to check out the Boss Rush Network. Um, you could also check out some of our friends who design merchandise, such as Final Boss, Espionage.vr, Dog Meat, which uh, I'm not giving anything away, but we are working on some t-shirts, which all three of us have seen, and we are very stoked to show you guys yes. some cool shirts, which will be limited, very low quantities of these shirts. So if you want we one... Broke. We, yeah. we are very broke, and these shirts are expensive to print right now due to COVID. Uh, so that is something that is happening. There are going to be three shirt designs coming out. Get ready. They are all awesome. Uh, what else do we have? Nothing else, right? Are there no other shout-outs? I don't think so. No. Uh, you, you can follow me on shout Twitter. Shout-out Keanu Reeves. Always shout-out Keanu Reeves. Sorry. But you can follow me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at flies.avi. You can follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at WASD and beyond. And uh, yeah, Evan, let's uh, go with your socials, which you only have one. And then Matt, um, yeah. you can, uh, you can follow my Twitch uh, EB zero and one for awesome gameplay uh, related to competitive shooters like overwatch and rainbow six siege and uh, potentially actually some MOBA territory soon with smite. Uh, I'd like to stream that soon. And then also uh, single player games such as, uh, the Last of Us, Resident Evil 8 coming out soon. Um, the uh, previous Resident Evil games, Tomb Raider, that kind of stuff. So I don't, I'm not going to say I'm variety because there are, I don't have like very specific things, but I don't delve into like platformers and whatnot. But I do uh, play shooters and MOBAs occasionally, just smite at the moment and um, single player, like story intensive stuff. So yeah, if you want to chat with me and just have a chill time and stuff like that while i play you know overwatch and get upset with my friends or play uh resident evil 3 and play it and get upset with my friends or you know play smite and get upset with my friends you know you can <laughs> you can watch any of those there seems uh, to be a me. theme here with yeah. your stream there there is a theme here uh yeah you can follow that at ev and one on twitch.tv uh yeah Matt. uh same as always i mean i'm not very active on my social media so like you don't really need to bother if you don't want to totally get it uh twitch bbfreak42 in a twitter bbfreak42 
YouTube, PB Freak 42. That's that's pretty much it. Yeah. I'm noticing a trend here, a theme here as well with all your socials. Yeah, I need to change some. I'm going to change my name. Still don't know what I'm going to decide it on yet, but uh, yeah. I think it's going to be so long lines of Steven Tyler, stop fucking your daughter. What? Don't think it's going to be anywhere along those lines, actually. I can guarantee for a fact, actually. It's going to have absolutely nothing to do with Steven Tyler, Liv Tyler, Aerosmith, any of that shit. Also, I'd like to point out it will not have anything to do with Sony or Babies or uh, anything yeah. related with Sony and Babies. Absolutely none of that. Uh, yeah. Stop spewing bullshit. Yeah, live with us. Well, right. You're making us bad. look bad, okay? Yeah. I got this. Let me do the outro. No. With oh, that no. being said, Steven Tyler, stop giving Sony all the children and from your daughter that you are incesting. This has been the WASD and Beyond podcast. We will see you guys next Wednesday for a hot fix. Until then, Steven Tyler, knock it off. <laughs> what? Goodbye. My co-host is so mad. Take it easy, everybody. Fuck you. Bye.